Hey, and welcome to the 34th episode. If this is your first time listening, I'm happy you found me, and I look forward to being on this journey of ending your struggle with emotional eating so that you can feel at peace around food and stop beating yourself up. For those that have been in my world for a while, thanks for sticking around. I appreciate you more than you probably know. If you're listening to this in real time, The Emotional Eating Therapist Show is seven months old, and we are so close to 5,000 downloads. This happens because you keep listening. I have a favor to ask. Would you please take a few minutes out of your day, head over to iTunes, and leave a review for the show? This helps other people like you find the show and benefit from the content. Have you ever been told to stop shitting on yourself? If you've seen a counselor or therapist before, this is something that has likely been said once or twice. If you've never heard this phrase before, that's okay. Maybe you don't have the following issue, or maybe you weren't aware of it. We've all done it at one time or another. I should do this. I shouldn't do that. Who says? Where is all of this pressure and shoulds coming from? In this episode, I'm addressing the dreaded shoulds, have tos, and need tos. If you've ever thought or said, I should do this, I shouldn't be doing that, or I have to do this, you aren't alone, and this episode is for you. Did you know all those shoulds, have tos, and need tos are putting a lot of pressure and stress on you unnecessarily? That's right, and today I'm going to offer you an alternative. So let's dive in, shall we? I should eat better. I shouldn't eat sugar because of my insulin resistance. I have to get the house cleaned. I should exercise 30 minutes three to five times per week. I have to get this project done for work. I shouldn't eat junk food. I have to get this podcast written. I should be working on... We live in a world full of shoulds, have-tos, and need-tos. I can't tell you how many times in individual or group sessions I call people out for shooting on themselves. There are times where I just have fun with it, make it a game, where that is the one thing I am focusing on the most in the session. I'm sure from the other side it can get annoying. I know I get annoyed when someone constantly points out what I'm doing. And I do it from a place of love to help you change. Remember in episode 2 where I explained how our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors are all connected? If not, go back and have a listen to that episode. It's a good one. And just to recap, our thoughts influence how we feel and how we act. So when we're thinking or telling ourselves we should do something we don't want to do, it creates this massive internal conflict. Even when it's something we have an interest in doing, when we start with the shoulds, have tos, need tos, it puts a lot of control and pressure on us. It places the focus on something or someone else. It robs us of our ability to choose and decide. It takes away our power. No wonder it leaves us feeling icky and not following through, without a lot of pep talk and convincing, or when we do the thing, it leaves us with resentment. Let's look at an example. I should exercise. Repeat this phrase to yourself. I should exercise. Notice how you feel in your body as you say it. Does it bring up tension in your chest or shoulders? Or maybe you feel heaviness in your legs. Whatever you feel physically, just notice it without judgment. Then notice what emotion comes up with the thought, I should exercise. When I do this with clients, I usually hear things like, 
I feel disgusted because I'm not exercising. Or I feel guilty because my doctor keeps telling me to exercise. When you feel uncomfortable in your body thinking about exercise and feeling disgusted or guilty, is this going to make you excited to exercise? No. More than likely, you're going to put off exercising because you want to avoid feeling this discomfort. Diving a little deeper here, your brain, on some level, wants to create this discomfort to motivate you to move your body. But what ends up happening is you feeling worse and worse. So can we take a step back and right now in this moment, yes, I'm serious, right now in this moment, stop what you are doing and thank your brain for trying to help, for trying to motivate you to move your body. Then tell your brain, while it's trying to help, it's actually doing more harm than good. Now that we've shared with your brain how this thought is not helpful, we can continue exploring. The thought, I should exercise, is motivated by some external force and is not leading to the behavior of moving your body. In fact, it's doing the complete opposite, most likely. I know I've talked before about what happens when we restrict or deprive ourselves of foods we enjoy. And just for a reminder, when you tell yourself you're not going to eat something, what is the one thing you start to crave? Are you a coffee drinker? Anyone ever told you you should stop or cut back? How did you react? When I think about giving up my caramel frappe, I instantly have a panic feeling And as I track it, I notice a stronger and stronger desire to drink more and more frappes. Again, this is creating the opposite of what I'm telling myself to do. So not only does this create the exact opposite of what you're hoping for, it also robs you of your power to choose and decide. When you say, I should exercise, following it with, because my doctor says so, or that's what the experts say, It takes the focus off you and puts it onto someone else, making someone else the expert on your body. How do they know when your body wants to move and when it wants to rest? They don't. Only you know that. Other words that can take the place of should and creates the same feelings are have to and need to. But they don't sound as cool as shooting on yourself. I need to get this house cleaned before my mother-in-law comes over. I have to get my kids to listen. Friend, please stop. I know you mean well, and this isn't working for you. It isn't working for any of us. It doesn't make us want to do any of the things we think we should or have to, and it tends to create resentment towards those things and those people. I know this seems simple and easier said than done. You may be thinking, oh, yeah, sure, Sprena. I'll just stop shitting on myself, right? I get it, and no, it's not simple, nor is it easy, because most of us had been doing it all of our lives. So let's spend some time discussing what you can do about it. Remember at the beginning of the show when I said there are times I make a game out of bringing this to someone's attention? Yeah, it's really fun for me, especially when I have a great relationship with the other person, and we can be really playful with it. While you may not always have me here to point out when you are shooting on yourself, You can enlist the help of loved ones, and you can practice catching yourself saying it. Why do I spend so much time focusing on calling this out? Because when we change how we think, we can change how we feel and how we behave. Shifting or replacing should, 
have to, need to, with want to or get to, while it seems easy and simple, has tremendous trickle-down effects. The most important effect is putting the power back in your hands. We are grown adults. We have autonomy. And there is no one that gets to tell us when and what to do. You are in complete control, even when it doesn't feel like it. Shifting our words to want to or get to helps to remind us of this. Let's try it. Going back to the exercise example, because that comes up a lot. The thought, I should exercise, leaves you feeling guilty and bad for not doing it. So I invite you to repeat the phrase, I want to exercise. I want to exercise. Notice how your body responds to that. Does it feel different than when you said you should exercise? In my body, I notice a lighter feeling when I say I want to exercise. I start to feel slightly excited about the possibilities, and my brain starts thinking about all the ways I enjoy moving my body. This is going to lead to moving in some way, which is what my body and brain want me to do. The next time you catch yourself saying, I should, stop yourself and say it again, replacing should with want, and notice the difference it makes. I should eat more vegetables versus I want to eat more vegetables. I should clean the house versus I want to clean the house. If it doesn't feel right when you use the word want, I invite you to explore this a little deeper. Ask yourself, where is this thought coming from? Is this something I really want to do? Or is it because someone else has put this idea in my head? If it's from someone else, is it possible you want the benefits or what you think will come of that behavior? For example, exercise. We've all heard the standard 30 minutes, three to five times a week recommendation. And maybe you want to feel better in your body. Maybe you want to have more flexibility and mobility. But you're caught up on what exercise should look like, and you don't find joy in that. Well, yeah, that's not going to lead to consistent exercise, even though you want the outcome of being more flexible, having more mobility, and feeling better in your body. What would happen if you changed up the thought, thinking something like, I want to move my body so that it doesn't hurt as much. Or how about this one? I want to move my body so I can continue getting on and off the toilet as I age. Those thoughts put the power and choice back in your hands and are more likely to lead to the behavior and thus the outcome you want. So if you can put the word want in place of have to, need to, or should, and it feels right, that's great. It's something you want to do. And by using the word want, you are more likely to feel empowered and the behavior and outcome will likely happen naturally or at least feel so much easier. What about those things that you maybe don't really want to do, but do anyway, like paying taxes? Because, you know, it's that time of year. This is, again, a mindset issue. Oftentimes, when paying taxes, we think about all the money leaving our hands, and this doesn't make us feel good. Shifting the focus to the good those taxes are doing helps to create more comfortable emotions for me. I also shift my focus to avoiding consequences. 
I want to pay my taxes so Uncle Sam doesn't send me nasty letters stating they're going to seize my assets. Those two things, the good my taxes are doing and avoiding unwanted consequences, helps to shift my mindset to want to pay my taxes. This has helped me be more consistent with paying my taxes every quarter on time, and I don't feel icky as I write the check. So how do you start making the shift from shooting all over yourself to wanting to do the things? The first step is gaining awareness. We can't change what we don't know about. If you're lucky enough to work with a counselor or a coach, ask them to point out when you should on yourself. They will be able to challenge you on this with grace, helping you to notice patterns. If you're not working with a professional, ask a loved one to help. Educate them on what you're doing and why. Tell them you'd like them to point out when you use the word should, have to, or need to. Having them point this out will help stop the cycling of your brain. And even if they don't help you explore it further, it brings about the awareness that we're looking for. Now that you're aware of when you are shooting on yourself, you can start to change your thoughts. This is where having a journal is really helpful. Writing down all the shoulds, have tos, and need tos allows you to see them in black and white. You can then rewrite them using the words want to instead. Reread them. Say the thoughts out loud. Notice how your body responds. Notice what emotions come up. Notice how this is different from when you were shoulding. The next step is to make this a regular practice. That could mean setting aside time to practice the thoughts you wrote down and are changing, or it could also mean noticing when you use the words should, have to, or need to, and challenging it right there in that moment. Best practice is to do both, having a daily practice of intentional thoughts and challenging the thoughts in the moment. And before we say farewell today, let's do a really quick wrap up. Many of us have spent our lives shooting all over ourselves. And while this is meant to be motivating, it only leaves us feeling bad. Shifting our thoughts and using the words want to empowers us and reminds us we are in control, not someone else. First step to stop shooting on yourself is awareness. Ask a professional or a trusted loved one to help you notice when you say should, have to, or need to. Then you can spend time intentionally replacing those with I want to. And if it doesn't feel right, look a little deeper. And if it's something you really don't want to do, don't do it. If you would like more help with this and you'd like to work with me, this is a big component of the work that I do in all of my programs, whether it's group programs or one-to-one. If you want more information on what's coming up or how you can work with me, check out the show notes. I hope you found this helpful. Until next time, friend.